0: I've got to say, it's these people, I mean just look, look at this place, it's filled with temple after temple for idol after idol for pagan worship after pagan worship, surely if anybody wanted to hear what I had to say, I'm not going to find that person here in Antioch. Oh man, if there were some people that could have made some excuses for keeping their mouth shut, for keeping their faith to themselves, if ever there were a group of people that could have said, I, 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 I don't want to get out of my comfort zone here. I don't, I don't want to step out on this. I, I, don't, I, don't want to be, I, I don't want to rock the boat. It could have been these people. But they refused to be intimidated by their surroundings. As we read through these verses, it tells us that people began to turn to the Lord. Verse 21, a large number who believed turned to the Lord. But then look at verse number 24, a considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. Do you see the expansion taking place? I don't know how it started. I don't know where it started or when it started. But someone somewhere from Jerusalem who had made their their stand to have faith in Christ made their way 300 miles north to this city and they were willing at some place, sometime in some setting in this city to share the gospel with someone. And they became a believer. So now... They begin to share the gospel with someone else and they become a believer so they share the gospel with someone else and they become a believer. And a gospel with someone else and they become a believer. Listen, do you think they had people spit in their face? Absolutely. Do you think they had people laugh at them? Absolutely. Do you think they had people to mock them because of the message that they carried? Absolutely. Do you think it was a walk in the park or a bed of roses for these individuals? It was not. It was an uphill battle. It was an uphill climb. It was uh there were there were a lot of things that stood in the way, but they refused to be intimidated by their surroundings. When they looked around and they saw the idols and they saw the temples and they saw all of the pagan worship, instead of seeing an obstacle that, that that was going to keep them from sharing the gospel, they saw an opportunity to share the gospel. They refused to make an excuse. They were not intimidated by their surroundings. Oh by the way in the beginning they were a minority weren't they a handful of sojourners making their way to an unknown place or or maybe a place that they didn't know but they, maybe they knew it well and they still they went back they were just a handful in a in a populous city third largest city in the roman empire Second, uh, third only to roman alexandria they were they were in The minority there, they they were not the biggest club in town. They refused to be intimidated by their surroundings. Secondly, I want you to see that they were making a real impact on people. That's the reason, listen, when we look at verse 22. In verse 23, there is something absolutely amazing taking place in those two verses that if we're not careful, we read right past them and we miss it. Verse 22, the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. And when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began encouraging them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. What what? What, what am I missing, Tommy? Word of what God was doing in this Antioch had spread 300 miles away. It wasn't because somebody texted somebody. It wasn't because there was a post on Facebook. It wasn't because something hit Instagram. It wasn't because someone made a phone call. It was by word of mouth. 300 miles people who traveled through that port city and heard the gospel and gave their life to Jesus they made their way on to their uh, to their destination and as they did they began to understand that 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 God had done something amazing and they needed to tell people about it and someone wandered back into the city of Jerusalem maybe they didn't know that that's where that first group had come from I I don't know if they knew that or not but they wandered back in and as they wandered back in they were telling people around them you want to you want to see what God's doing in Antioch What would happen if you decided, you know what? I need to get away. I just need—I just need to get out of town. So I'm going to go. Let's pick a a nice vacation spot. I'm I'm going to go down to the coast because that's where Christians go. Sinners go to the beach. Christians go to the coast. I'm going to go to the coast. And so you roll up into your favorite coastal city and you're in your local restaurant there. You're preparing to eat a meal there in your favorite coastal city. And the, the waitress is, is coming up to you and she, she says, uh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Locust, North Carolina. Oh, I've heard about that place. Okay, what have you heard? That God is doing something there. I heard that there are people coming to Christ by faith. I heard that, there is a, that there's a group of people there that are impacting that city so much that it's turning the world upside down. You Listen, are you from Locust? Listen, can I catch a ride back with you? Can, if I go home and pack a suitcase, can I come hang out at your house for a week or so? I just got to see this for myself. How would you feel? Oh, man, wouldn't, wouldn't that, wouldn't that kind of make you feel like, oh, yeah. Instead, you know what I get? Locust. Who names a city after a bug? Where'd you say it was again? Oh, I know where Albemarle is. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Concord, I've heard of Charlotte, and I've heard of Monroe. Locust? Really? But wouldn't it be something if you traveled 300 miles away and people said, oh, I've heard about where you come from. Man, I've heard about that place. I've been wanting to make my way there myself. I've been, I've been trying to find the opportunity to get there myself. I, I, I'd love to just see what's going on over there. Man, I, I man, can, can you imagine? Believers and unbelievers alike were talking about the change that was taking place in this city. This church became a force in Antioch. And you know why they became a force in Antioch? Because number one, they were not intimidated by their surroundings. And number two, they decided, I'm going to take this message outside of the group that I meet with on a weekly basis to worship with. I'm going to take it into the street. And I'm going to tell somebody. If they laugh at me, they laugh at me. You know what? One time I was was a much younger boy in middle school, and there was a particular girl that I thought was very pretty, and I wanted to ask her to go with me. I don't know where we were going, but we were going to go together. And I was saying something to one of my friends, and can, can, I tell you, can I tell you what Tim Hamilton told me that day? He said, all she can do is say, no, she can't take away your birthday. Is that not good? All she can say is, no, she can't take away your birthday. Can I tell you something? When you take the gospel into the street, all they can say is, no, they can't change your born again birthday. They don't make you. That doesn't make you any less saved or any less called to carry the news. It just means they said no. The blood is on their Hands Now, they were making a difference where they were. They were the talk of the town. When you mentioned Antioch of Syria, you had to, in the very next breath, mention those who were followers of the way, that they were called at that time, which are the believers in Antioch. You couldn't say one without the other. If you said a group of believers, then you thought of Antioch. If you said Antioch, you thought of a group of believers. They were synonymous with each other because of what God was was doing in that city through that church there's a third one it wasn't just that they were not intimidated by their surroundings or that they were making a real impact on people but they stayed hungry to learn more verse 26 I love what happens here. Barnabas gets to Antioch. Everything that he's heard in Jerusalem is true. In fact, it's better than what he heard. And the church in Jerusalem gets together and says, we gotta, we got to check this out. Let's make sure it's the real thing. Let's make it surreal, sure it's the real deal. Barnabas, Barnabas. We're going to ask you to take on a big task here. We want you to travel 300 miles north. Couldn't catch a train. Couldn't call a taxi. There were no Ubers or lifts, No cars, no trucks. No trains, no planes. Make it by foot, 300 miles north. Find out what's going on in that city. Barnabas walks in after a long hard dusty journey that 300 miles and immediately he finds joy and rejoicing he finds people whose lives have been changed by the Lord Jesus Christ he hears the gospel being preached he sees that city being impacted and he gets so excited he gets so excited that he decided to leave He did he said there's somebody there's somebody i need to bring in on this you remember that saul of tarsus that started this whole thing with persecution in jerusalem when all this time what god has done has he saved saul and turned him into paul the apostle and he's hiding out in 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 his hometown of uh, of tarsus and so Barnabas goes down to find him and he says, Saul, you've got, you, you got to see this for yourself. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And they go back to Antioch. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch and for an entire year they met with the church. They taught considerable numbers and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Oh, man, once the church got to rocking, wouldn't it have been able to get complacent a little bit? I mean, all their ministries were growing, and, uh, I mean, you know, things were just booming, and things were just going really well, and wouldn't it have been time to say, you know what? Let's take a break. Whew, come out. We're tired. We've worked hard these past couple of years to make all this happen. But that's not what happened. They kept saying, I want to know more. 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 I'm standing at the gas pump yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, the day before yesterday. I'm sorry. On Friday, filling up my wife's car, being that good husband that I am. Young man standing on the other side of the pump. He says, "Uh, I know you from somewhere. I gave him my patent answer. If I'm the guy that owes you money, I'm not him. And he said, no, 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 no. I I just recognize you from somewhere. oh, wait a minute. Uh, You pastored one of the churches around here. I know because I've been in your church. First Baptist Church. Like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, I I thought I recognized you. And then here's what he said. This this is the next words out of his mouth. Preacher, can you tell me why Christians aren't hungry for the Word of God anymore? I said, "Um, you know, brother... I don't think that's just a locust problem or a problem. I don't think that's a local issue. I think that's the church in general. Now there's some exceptions, I know that. There's some exceptions in this church just like there's some churches that are exception to other churches and so it's not everybody everywhere all the time, but I thought to myself man I think I think I think that's just I everywhere right now. And 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 it brought me back to this passage that I knew we were going to be sharing today. Where for one solid year, they met with the church and tall, considerable numbers. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. What that tells me is they did more than just have potlucks. That they did more than just have socials. They did more than just have a program. That when they got together, they hungered for for the word of God. And when, as they received it. And as God began to continue to work in their life. He began to transform them more and more into the image of Christ. And by the way that term that they were called. They were first called Christians in Antioch. Was not a compliment. They're saying you're acting like little Christ. Walking around here like little Jesuses. <laughs> Boy if I want to be called something. Wouldn't that be a good thing to be called? Jesus was being mirrored in their life so much that people couldn't help but see Christ in them. Why? Because they had stayed so hungry for the Word that God was using His Word to transform their life, their character, their being to the point where they were being seen as little Christ. That's something, isn't it? They were hungry the more than ever said, you know, we've arrived. They understood the fact that they were in a relationship with Jesus. And the more they learned about him, the more like him they could become. Why Antioch? Why this city? Why this place? Because the believers were not intimidated by their surroundings. They didn't see all, their, all these things as obstacles, they saw them as opportunities. They decided we're going to make an impact for the, for the Lord Jesus Christ. If it's just one person, we're going to make an impact on that person. We're going to go make an impact on our city. We're not going to, satis- we're not going to be satisfied with just being a building on the side of the road in that town. And they stayed hungry for more of God. In just a moment, we're going to stand together. We'll pray together. And we'll close our time together. And I want to change the question now. Instead of why Antioch? Why not our Antioch? Why not this Antioch? We're no different than they are. They had no advantage on us. We have no advantage on them. We have the same obstacles which are really the same opportunities. May God give us the courage to not be intimidated. May God use us to make a real impact on the world around us. May God keep us hungry to learn more. So my closing question is what would it take for our church to be like Antioch? Can I I personalize it just a little bit more? What would it take for you to be more like the believers that walked into Antioch? I've had to answer that question for myself this week. Now you get to answer that question for yourself. In a moment when we stand and when we sing, as we close our time together, God's going to put his finger on it. If you hadn't already, he's going to put his finger on it. Here's where I need you. Here's where I need you. Here's where I need you to repent or I need you to shore this up. I need you to grow in this area. I need you to advance in this. Here's where I need you. He's putting his finger on it right now. Here's where I need you. If this is going to be Antioch, if this is going to happen here, here's your part in it. He's already telling you what it is. The question is now, what are you going to do by that? And as we sing, it may be that right where you are in this altar, wherever you may choose, it may be this time for you to say, as I've had to say, Oh God, use me to make this Antioch impacted for the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for those brave men and women Jews and Gentiles who not only fled for their life from Jerusalem, but were determined and convicted and convinced that wherever they went, they carried with them the greatest news that had ever been told and the only thing that could make a difference in someone's eternal destiny. And so they they took the gospel with them to Antioch. Thank you for those brave men and women who were not intimidated by their surroundings, but instead took it on as a challenge and an opportunity. Thank you, Lord, that they, they decided they wanted to, to make an impact on their, their community. They didn't just want to be a member of it. They didn't just want to be a part of it. They wanted to make an impact on it. Thank you, Lord, that they kept their heart hungry for more of you. Constantly, And every time the flame began to flicker and wane, Lord, you, you, you reignited it in their heart and in their life and they stayed hungry. Lord, help this area to become the next Antioch. Use us to do here what you did there. And Lord, whatever our part, and it may be, may today be the day that as you have spoken to our hearts and our minds that we decide that we're going to go. We're going to, we're, this is who we are. This is what we've been called to do. So we lay down whatever we need to lay down. We repent of whatever we need to repent of. We embrace whatever we need to embrace. But Lord, from this day forward, we're going to be Antioch. We're going to be that church. Lord, move your people to be faithful in sharing your truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing together. Thank you so much for being here today. I know that Sunday after Thanksgiving, it would have been easy to sleep in today. And I appreciate the fact you got on up and came on out and to be a part of this worship service. It's good to have you here. And uh, my prayer is that uh, God has spoken to your heart, used our worship time together to encourage you, to motivate you, to, to build you up uh, in some way, fashion, or form. Again, if you're going to be part of our Children's Church Leader Training Uh, You'll need to make your way downstairs to the conference room uh, where lunch will be served there. But thank you again for being here. Uh, Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you that you are so powerful and mighty and strong. Lord, you could could do all this without us. But I, I thank you that you choose to do it through us, that you want us to be a part of your plan that you want us to be involved in what you're doing to impact the lives of men and women, boys and girls. Lord, thank you that you want us to be a part of that. Forgive us, Lord, of where we have failed with urgency to share the good news of the gospel. Thank you, Lord, that you forgive us when we confess our sin. You're faithful to cleanse us and forgive us. Lord, we thank you for that. But Lord, may we now rise up from our knees and from our time of prayer and, and go forth with that good news to share all that you have done for us, how you have impacted our lives so that you can impact others. Dismiss us now with your love and your grace. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.